1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Repeat this after me. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the Word of God, my life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen may be seated. Now today's message is entitled The Hundredfold Return. And to the best we know, this is not something we've ever spoken of or taught on in one particular message. And if there's a reason for it, I might say that it can be abused. But you have to understand that, and this is point number one, there is a progression to faith. You got to start out in faith, walking with God, right where you're at. You can't start out at a level you're not at. And so when I say that this can be abused, there are those that would lead people to believe, well, do this, do that, and it'll be a hundredfold every time. The problem is that isn't completely honest because that person might not yet be there in terms of their level, their level of faith, their level of believing God, their level of confessing the Word of God. But that doesn't change the fact that in the Word of God, Jesus dealt with the hundredfold return three specific times. So number one, there is a progression to faith. There's a progression to faith. Now, I know we all want to start at the top, but life doesn't work that way. You got to start where you are in faith and then work your way up. Amen? You know, when you finish your schooling, young people, you graduate from college or you graduate from an apprentice program, whatever it is, you you can't start out as the chief executive officer of the company. You got to start out at the level that you can get hired at, employed at, or work at, and you got to work your way up. You got to prove yourself faithful at every step of the way over time. And it's true with faith. It's true with the things of God. It's true with believing God and believing his word and confessing his word and standing on his word. There is a progression to faith. Mark 4 and verse 28 was one of Smith Wigglesworth's favorite Bible verses. Mark 4, 28, Jesus said, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And you can see 
the progression of faith in that verse. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. In Genesis 8 and verse 22, the Lord said, as long as the earth endures, there will be seed time and harvest. For there to be harvest, there has to be seed time. But there, as long as the earth endures, there will be seed time and then harvest. But without seed time, there is no harvest. And when harvest comes, some harvests are greater than other harvests. And there are things that we can do in our lives to improve the harvest. What are we doing with the soil? What kind of soil is it? Are we irrigating, watering the soil with our confession of God's word? Now, number two, Jesus repeatedly spoke of 30, 60, and 100-fold returns. Jesus repeatedly spoke of and mentioned 30, 60, and 100-fold returns. There is a progression of faith. As I said, everyone wants to start at the top, but life doesn't work that way. And if you try and operate beyond your current level, you can get into trouble doing that. That would be like if you went to the gym tomorrow for the first time and tried to keep up with somebody that's been there every day for the last 10 years. You could hurt yourself. So you got to start out at your level. You got to believe God and take action on the Word of God at your level. And then over time, as you learn and grow and improve, you'll go to new levels. There is a progression of faith. You got to start where you are in faith and then work your way up. Now, Jesus dealt with the 30, 60, and 100 fold return three times in Matthew 13, in Mark 4, and in Luke 8. And Jesus again mentioned the 100 fold return separately in Mark chapter 10. Let's look at Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 28. Peter said to Jesus, we have left everything to follow you. And Jesus said, verse 29, I tell you the truth, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Now here Jesus deals with a truth that our culture today doesn't want to acknowledge. What people want to do is live their life however they want and add Jesus to their life like a Lego block and then keep doing their own thing. And that doesn't work. God won't honor it. God won't bless it. So notice Jesus refers to those that have given up their old way of life. They've given up everything to follow him, to live for him, to live life God's way. See, that's what leads to a blessed life. You gotta give up the things of the past. You gotta give up wrong things and wrong relationships. You gotta give up everything and anyone that is displeasing to the Lord. Anyone who has given up these things for me and for the sake of the gospel, they will not fail to receive a hundred times as much when. There's a lie of religion that would have us believe that God's reward is only in the next life. And praise God, we'll be rewarded in eternity. But Jesus said that we will not fail to receive a hundred times as much when? In this present age. And just so we can't mess it up, Mark tells us, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them, persecutions. We'll see that at the end of the message in the life of Isaac, that with the blessing of the Lord comes 
persecution. So anything you give up for the kingdom of God, God will make up to you. And you might say, Austin, I've lost friends over serving God. I've lost family members over serving God. Well, that's what the family of God is all about. He'll make up to you anything and anyone you give up for his sake. Then he said, but many who are first will be last and the last first. So in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus shared the parable of the sower. And we'll look at Luke's gospel, then hit the highlights in Mark and Matthew. Look at Luke chapter 8. Turn over to Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns which grew with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. What kind of soil? So we deal with the basic reality and that is not all soil is the same. And any of us have the power, we can change the soil that is our life. But it takes hard work, it takes diligence, as Jesus dealt with in Mark 10, it takes giving up wrong things for right things. See, if you're hard soil, rocky soil, thorny soil, you can become good soil. And it begins by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you've not done that, that's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to give your life to him and give up your old life, the old you, whoever that is. Good soil. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. So the good soil, it'll outperform the hard soil or the rocky soil or the thorny soil every time. And that's why you've got to protect that the soil that is your life, who you associate with, what you do, where you go, what you watch, what you listen to, because it all has a bearing on the harvest that's on the way. Now, verse 11, Jesus gives the interpretation. The seed is the word of God. And whether you realize it or not, the most valuable thing we have, the most valuable thing in our lives and in our hearts is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So those are those along the path. They hear, but then the devil comes along right away. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. Now, what does Psalm 92 and verse 13 tells, tell us? Those who are rooted and planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish and they prosper. But notice here, why do people fall away? They, they receive the word with joy. They're, they're excited. They're enthusiastic. They're They're happy. Pastor, I love it. Pastor, I'm glad to be here. Pastor, I'll, I'll see you next Sunday. But then they're not there. Why? Because they have no root. And if you're wondering what 2020 has been all about, it's been about cutting the church in America from its roots. As more and more statistics come out, 
People at home, they're not, they're not, not everybody right now in America is dressed for church in their living room, worshiping online at home. But this is bad. And this is bad for the future because, again, people drift away when they have no root. They fall away when they have no root. They don't walk in the blessing of God when they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Again, Psalm 92, 13, those who are rooted and planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish, they prosper. So if someone's not here and someone's not rooted, they can't flourish, they can't prosper. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. So they're choked by the things of this world. And that's why our launching verse this year has been Matthew 6, We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness before anything else, above and beyond anything else. And if we do that, all these things are given or added unto us. But the world's way is to seek things. The world's way is to chase after things. And people get consumed by the anxieties, the worries, the troubles of this life. And Jesus said they do not mature. But the seed on good soil, what kind of soil? Good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. They hear the word, they retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So notice the progression or formula of faith here. The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word. They retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. You know, I don't know how many classes I sat in in college and the master's degree and beyond that. I retained some things, but there were plenty of classes where I was there. I was there physically and bodily, but my mind was absent and was somewhere else. So it's not just enough to hear. You got to retain it. And then you've got to, by persevering, produce a crop. Good soil has a good heart. It hears, it retains, and by persevering, produces a crop. Tell your neighbor, say, persevere and produce. Tell your other neighbor, say, persevere and produce. There's a progression, and not everything's going to happen overnight. And with harvest, and the 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold, harvest takes time. And part of living a life of harvest is not giving up before the harvest comes in. And Galatians 6 and verse 9 isn't in the notes, but that's what Satan is all about. He's all about talking people into walking away from their harvest just before it comes in. And he's also all about talking people into ways to mess up their harvest. They've sown the seed, they've taken action, they prayed, they believed there's a harvest on the way. But he's all about talking us into things that'll mess up our harvest. Number three, hear the word, retain the word, persevere in the word, and produce a crop by the word. Say, by the word. So, so it's all about the word and the seed that brings about miracles, the seed that has power. The seed that changes lives and changes levels is the Word of God. And that's why Satan doesn't want people hearing the Word of God. That's why Satan doesn't want people rooted and planted in the house of the Lord. 
That's why when people do hear the word and they're, they're excited about it, he'll line up 25 people to talk them out of going to church the next Sunday. Because he's all about robbing us of the very thing that has power to change our lives and our circumstances for the better. Kenneth Hagin used to say, the word, the word, the word, just stay, just stick with the word. It's the word of God that brings about miracles. Jesus taught us that we should always pray and never give up. That's in Luke 18 and verse 1. It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. And isn't that what by persevering produce a crop means? To persevere and to produce, to pray and to never give up. Well, we can only do that if we hear the word, retain the word, and by persevering produce a crop. And the harvest can be 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. Now, Jesus stated this in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew 13, 23. The one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man or the woman who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop. So who produces? I know God does it all on our behalf. Who produces? You and I do. Who goes to work? We do. Who prays and stands on the word of God every day? Who, who waters our obedience and our, our sowing and our action every day in prayer? We do. Who produces? We do. Produces a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Mark 4 and verse 20. Others like seed sown on good soil hear the word, accept it. And I, I love Mark's account because not everyone accepts the word. See, he has given us his word, but you will not rise any higher than the level at which you believe the word of God. And there are a lot of believers and they're of the mindset, well, that's in there, but it's not for me. Well, you're gonna do without. There are other believers, they're of the mindset, well, that's in there, but it's not for today. Ever heard that one? Well, see, you're going to live without. Jesus said in Matthew 9 and verse 29, according to whose faith, your faith, will it be done unto you? You know, a lot of people act like Psalm 91 is not in the Bible anymore. Well, the last time I checked, glory to God, it's still in my Bible, amen? So it doesn't matter what year it is. I am walking in the protection of Almighty God, and I will not even strike my foot against a stone. And his angels are round about our family, and our children, and our little ones, and our home and property. Amen? At night, I'm asleep, sleeping the sleep of the righteous. Amen? But the angels of the Lord, they're awake, and they are standing guard. See, you, you'll operate at whatever level you can believe him and believe his word at. Others hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. Again, Luke 8 and verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Jesus dealt with elsewhere in the Gospels that we, we have to be careful about what we consume. Because whatever goes into the heart and comes out, that is what makes a man or woman unclean. So what kind of heart? A good heart who hears the word, retains it, and by persevering produces a crop. So who does the producing? 
Who has to go to work? Who has to take action on the Word of God? Who has to wake up every day and it's a new day and pray and believe God and be in faith and stand on the Word of God? We do. Say this, say, I'm good soil. Say this, say, I'm a producer. Say, say, I'm good soil and I'm producing in 2020. Say this, say, I'm going to produce even more in 2021. Now notice, in all three cases, they hear the word. And remember what Paul said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this parable is all about the word of God and what we do with his word. So we've got to hear the word and retain the word and by persevering, produce a crop. And that crop can be 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. And this is why sometimes you'll hear us say, the word works for those who work the word. The word works for those who take action on the word. God's word works for anyone who believes, confesses, and takes action on his word. Now we see with our eyeballs that there is a disparity of results. And and we live in a time and a culture where people want the government to guarantee equal results. It is an impossibility. Even if they took everything. And we all woke up tomorrow morning with an equal amount of money in all of our accounts, there would be a disparity of results by Friday at 3 p.m. Because not everyone's good soil. And even in the kingdom of God, not everyone is good soil. Some are the soil along the path. They're hard and they're hard-hearted. And God has bailed them out again and again and again. And it still ain't enough for them to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Then there's rocky soil and there is thorny soil and they're choked by this in 2018 and choked by that in 2019 and it's something else in 2020. So there, there's a disparity of results. And even in the kingdom of God, even in the family of God, there is a disparity of results. First, you have the different types of soil. The soil along the path, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, the good soil. Second, even when it comes to good soil, there is a disparity of results. Not everyone takes the same level of action. Now, I know this is hard to believe, but if we're honest, we can all admit it. Amen? Not everyone takes the same level of action. This is why Jesus said good soil yields a hundred. 60 or 30 times what was sown. So different farmers get different results. And if we're honest, even the same farmer gets different results depending on the kind of seed that's been sown. You've heard me talk about Jessica's garden and the various things that she's planted. Some seeds do better than other seeds. Some seeds do better in Texas. Some seeds do better based on whatever the weather is doing. So it is inescapable that there is a disparity of results. And different farmers, they get different results. Because you might have two farmers, they're both good soil, but they don't produce at the same level. So one gets 30-fold, or one gets 60-fold, or one gets 100-fold. Now this might seem like bad news, but it's not bad news. It's good news because it means 
we're in charge of our harvest. Tell your neighbors, say, you're in charge of your harvest. Tell your other neighbors, say, you're in charge of your harvest. So if you don't like the harvest, you got to change what you're doing. Got to change the action you're taking. Got to change the seeds that you're sowing. And maybe if you're not sowing any seeds, that's part of the problem. Amen? You know, guys, this is not on marriage. This is, uh, but this is just extra. You know, a lot, there's a lot of online shopping this year. So you may want to order your wife's Christmas present in advance. Amen? Because if you're counting on USPS or whoever to deliver it on December 24th, uh, you're, you're going to be praying and confessing all right. So you got to produce. And there's different results. It's inescapable. Number four, Jesus compared faith to a seed. To get results, the seed must be planted. Number four, Jesus compared faith to a seed. To get results, it must be planted. Action is required. And I know it's a bummer. You know, my mom buys these big Christmas gifts for the kids that have to be put together. And praise God, I married an engineer. Glory to God. The Bible says God gives gifts unto men. Not everyone has the same gifts. Amen. So praise the Lord, my wife has the gift of engineering. But you know, Christmas Day, they open it up. They're all excited. You're, you want to take a nap? It has to be put together. What does it say on the box? Assembly required. And why, why do people come and they, they're, they're excited for a week or two weeks or a month? Well, why do they come and they're here a week or two and that's it? Because the Word of God says on every page of the Bible, action is required. Not everyone's willing to take action. Not everyone's willing to take the same level of action. But you can decide in your heart that you're going to take action and that you're going to stop living a life without results. Faith is like a seed, and to get results, it must be planted. Action is required. Jesus said in Matthew 17 and verse 20, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Say this, say, nothing will be impossible for me. See, you, you can change your life. You just have to take action. You can change your life in any area of life. You just have to take action. If you have faith as a seed, nothing will be impossible for you. You want to know how wicked things are in 2020? There were states where they wouldn't even let people buy seed to sow. That literally at Home Depot or the grocery store, they had the seed as do not sell items. See, that is the wickedness of the world we're living in today. See, without seed being sown, without seed being planted, without action being taken, there will be no harvest. To move the mountain in your life, you got to take action or you have to plant a seed of faith. But let this encourage you. Let what Jesus said encourage you. Even faith the size of a little tiny mustard seed, even a little bit of action can make a dramatic difference in your life. Just a little bit of action can begin to turn things around. Just a little bit, a little seed of faith, the size of a mustard seed can dramatically turn things around. 
Even just a little bit of action can make a big difference in your life. And that's why Satan's always about talking people out of taking action or putting off the action they know they should take to tomorrow or the day after or the next month. Or We're coming up to January, right? New Year's resolutions, amen? Belief has to become action. And faith as a seed is faith that is planted. Faith as a seed is faith that takes action on the Word of God. The need may be great. And you might say, Austin, my faith seems small, but you can plant a seed of faith. Or you can take action on the Word of God. And God will multiply that seed or that action in faith. He'll multiply it back to you. The need will be met. The challenge will be solved. The problem will be overcome. The mountain will be moved out of the way. Every act of faith, it is a seed planted. And God will multiply it back to you many times. Faith as a seed makes all things possible. Faith that takes action makes all things possible. If we make our faith a seed as something we do or plant or sow, in faith, on purpose, for a desired result, it can grow and become a mighty force that will meet every need and overcome every challenge. As soon as you take action, as soon as you plant a seed of faith, whatever it is, from that moment, from the moment you take action, you have a right to speak to the mountain. And why do some people not have any right to speak to the mountain? They've never, take action, they've never taken action on the Word of God. Or they're taking action that directly contradicts the Word of God. So the moment you take action in faith or plant a seed of faith, you have the right to speak to that mountain, to tell it to be removed, to tell it, get out of my life. You have the right. And the Bible tells us, Jesus told us, the mountain must obey. Faith as a seed makes all things possible. Faith that takes action makes all things possible. Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith as a seed, nothing will be impossible for you. The key is just getting started. And notice Jesus mentioned that mustard seed. The key is just getting started. And that's why Satan's all about talking people out of getting started. So you've got to take action in faith and plant seeds of faith. And if you'll do that, you'll live a life of miracles. When you take action in faith or sow a seed of faith, you give God something to work with. Zero multiplied by anything is still, is still zero. If you go to Home Depot and buy some seed to plant, but leave it in the packet, never open it up, does anything happen? So zero multiplied by zero is still? We can all know, man, we got to eat better, got to work out, got to exercise, got to walk, Amen. You know, if you've been quarantined at home for work for the whole year and sitting there at home, you got to get up, got to exercise. But see, if you don't take action, are things going to change? Got to take action. It's the taking action that makes a difference. So there will be no harvest on a seed that is never planted. What is the challenge of faith? It is to obey the word of God and to take action, no matter what the circumstances look like. And if you'll take action in faith now and give and sow and operate at your level of faith now, at your current level, a time will come when your sowing will no longer be out of need. A time will come when you can sow out of your abundance. 
But I have to warn you, as God blesses us, as God increases us, as God changes our level, our own prosperity can work against us. In need and desperation, people will believe God and they'll attach their faith. They'll focus their faith and attach it to their action or their giving or whatever it is. But we all have the tendency, as God blesses us, we all have the tendency to no longer really believe God and to really focus our faith. We can all get casual. We can all get lazy with the things of God. So we've got to discipline ourselves at whatever level God takes us to, to believe him, to focus our faith. New levels require new action. So believe God, take action, and focus. Say focus. Say, point at yourself. Say focus your faith. So you've got to see God as your source. Then you've got to take action or give that it may be given unto you. And then you have to expect miracles. And that's why you've got to tune into God's word, amen, and uh, tune out, tune off what's going on in the news or in social media. You know, the, these news stations are working hard overtime to find every terrible negative story they could possibly find. They're, they're working hard. They're working overtime to promote fear and worry. But they're not dialed into reality. I saw there was an article in the Dallas Morning News about a Christian church and school, the north part of the Metroplex. I was just curious. I, I looked up the reporter, young millennial girl in her 20s. She's been at home all year and was shocked that when her husband and her went out to eat for the first time that all their favorite restaurants were closed. See, that's somebody that's not dialed into the reality of everything that wicked men have done this year. So you got to turn off all the nonsense and tune in to the Word of God and focus. Say, I've got to focus my faith. Say it again. Say, I've got to focus my faith. Now, number five, and this is it. If you want great faith, imitate Isaac. Genesis 26, beginning in verse 1. Now, there was a famine in the land. So it wasn't an easy year. There was a famine in the land, besides the earlier famine of Abraham, his father's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. But the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down into Egypt. And that was conventional wisdom at the time. If it, there was famine, go to Egypt. But the Lord said to Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you. Say this, say, the Lord is with me. Say, the Lord is blessing me. That's what he told Isaac. I will be with you, and I will bless you. And you might say, Austin, how do I explain to people what God has done in our lives this year? Just say, the Lord is with you, and the Lord is blessing you. And if they'll give their lives to him, he'll be with them too. So Isaac obeyed. Look at verse 12. Isaac planted crops. So notice, just going along with what Jesus said, Isaac produced. Isaac went to work. Isaac took action. Isaac planted crops. He planted crops in that land, and the same year, the same year, a year of famine reaped how much? A hundredfold. Now, in the natural, that's not possible. But as Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, if we have faith as a seed, nothing will be impossible for us. The same year, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. Why? Because the Lord blessed him. 
I love that. How have we managed to walk in the blessing of the Lord every month, every week, every day this year? Because the Lord is blessing us. How in the midst of all of this craziness going on have we been able to have church and school and be left alone because the Lord is blessing us? How this year in 2020 have we managed to operate in the black and pay off the building and the property and everything before the end of the year because the Lord is blessing us? The Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines, they envied him. So if you're going to walk with God, you're going to be blessed by God, others are going to take notice. They envied him. Even in 2020 and in 2021, God wants you to win. God wants you to prevail. God wants you to overcome. God wants us to all rise higher. We should be the head, not the tail. And whatever you do for a living in your work, your field, you should be the head, not the tail. And like Isaac, the world should envy us. We shouldn't envy the world. Too many believers, they're not taking action on the word, so they spend their time envying the things that the world has when we ought to be doing the opposite. Seeking first his kingdom, his righteousness, all these things added to us so that the world would envy us and give their lives to the Lord. When you take action, when you sow seeds of faith, believe God for a 30, 60, or 100-fold return, water your action and your giving daily with your confession of faith, and remember, faith as a seed, faith that takes action makes all things possible. How do we release the ability and the power and the provision of God in our lives, it's by taking action on his word. And what was the title last week? It's what it all comes back to. Obedience is better than sacrifice. The key is obedience. The key is action, action, action. And just like here in a few weeks, at Christmas, when a child or a family member's child opens up some gift and it says assembly required and everybody looks at you to put it together. When it comes to walking in the blessings of God, action is required. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.